0: Hey, hi, hello friends, happy hump day and welcome back to another episode of Breaking Bell, the podcast where I share crazy personal stories and cover TMI lifestyle topics. So a couple weeks ago, or I guess it's months ago now, i posted on my instagram a little q a thing just to see what some of you guys may be interested in knowing or learning about me and today's the day where i finally get to answering those questions so if you're curious at all about any of that stuff about me stay tuned for today's episode cue the intro It's Breaking Bell. Leave a message. All right, so I have collected quite a number of questions from my poll, and I tried to order them as best as I could in terms of a timeline, just so it's a little easier to follow. But we're going to start off with some of the uh, more personal and fun questions, and then we'll segue into a lot of the questions pertaining to me quitting my 9-to-5 job and surrounding content. So the first question that I received is, where are you from? <laughs> I feel like this is already in my bio, but I guess, you know, for those people who don't know where I'm from, where I grew up, etc. I grew up in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Toronto is the city. Ontario is the province and Canada is the country. North America is the continent. Need I say more? <laughs> So I grew up in Toronto, uh, North York specifically, and I have lived here ever since I was a itty bitty little baby. 26 years later, still here. <laughs> How would your close friends describe you? Um, I think for the most part, in terms of feedback that I've received from friends is usually um, like fun, outgoing, outgoing. <laughs> outgoing, quirky, like not afraid to kind of just like be myself, be weird, unapologetically myself in public, in private, whatever. Um, I'm a good listener. i um, decently good at giving advice. <laughs> I feel like I give pretty good advice. I've gotten from quite a few, like especially um, more um, experienced older individuals that I am wise for my age, which is really nice to hear that. But at the same time, they're like, how are you so wise? And I'm like, oh, it's, it's the years of trauma and the PTSD from these traumatic experiences that I've had. And then it just kind of circles back to the whole age is just a number, you know, even though you're getting older, like sometimes it's what makes you mature. And what makes you grow and develop as a person is the experiences that you go through. It's not necessarily, you know, I'm 40 years old and like, oh, I'm old, but like you could still be like super immature and like not really have a sense of what you're doing in life. And I think, again, like what makes you mature, what makes you grow as an individual and like learn things is going through um, good and bad experiences. And I namely say bad experiences because... When you fail and when you see yourself doing poorly at something, all of that is an opportunity to learn from it, grow and be better next time. So that was a whole spiel for the how would your close friends <laughs> describe you? Oh my gosh, I digress. But um, yeah, most of the time it's just like weird, quirky, fun, like good friend, great l- great listener, um, good at giving uh, advice, which is really nice. And I think other... Things as well as like being creative, hardworking, all that kind of stuff, um, being like motivated in terms of like bettering myself in like the health and fitness area, as well as you know, being creative and passionate about my content creation, and yeah. (laughs) Do you have any secret talents? I feel like none of my like quote unquote like talents are really like secretive. I feel like when there's something that I'm relatively good at like I would share that skill with someone or like the public like on social media and try to like I guess teach other people the things that I know so I guess like little things in terms of talent like Um, I'm very good with my hands. Let's not make any dirty jokes about that now, (laughs) but I am pretty good with my hands in the sense where when I was growing up, I did a lot of DIY projects. So I learned how to hand sew and I was literally not even with a sewing machine. I didn't get a sewing machine until like 2020 when COVID happened and I started a small business. But prior to that, I was hand sewing everything. I would make clothes like for my like teddy bears and my dolls and I'd make some like fun little pieces like for myself, but like hand sewing, let's say a skirt, like, a uh, at least like past knee length, like a mini skirt would take hours, but it was, it was something that I love to do very good in terms of getting crafty. Um, and then on the technical side, I did grow up teaching myself how to build and develop websites, which was really cool. And I feel like a lot of people don't know like the nerdy side of me. Um, um, in school, I was very, very smart. Like, it's just funny that I say that because in elementary school, so that was like junior kindergarten, senior kindergarten, all the way to grade six. Yes, this is the Canadian school system for ya. Um, I just did not give a shit about school. Like, I would fail Math particularly and science and geography all the time. Like all my tests, like I would get like C's, F's, D's, like really, really bad. Um, and it wasn't until like I transitioned into junior high or middle school, which is grades seven, eight, nine, um, where I was like, Okay, like your grades are gonna start to matter because you need to apply for university, college, whatever. And so your grades count. Little did I know your grades don't count until you get to high school, but anyways, it was good that I started to push myself um, earlier on to build those habits and I became a super nerd. So I was very, I guess, I don't know if this is like a secret talent, but I was very good at studying (laughs) and like teaching myself things and memorizing things. Like I would sit in my room for hours studying and like just memorizing as opposed to like learning, which was like not the best, but it actually was kind of useful because in HR, a lot of the things that you learn are very like, process driven like step by step and so it was actually a really great method when I was like memorizing like the periodic table of elements that um I was able to use the same strategies that I had in terms of like memorizing um all those elements and kind of transition that into um learning the eight different steps of how like um training and onboarding would go within an organization, something like that. Um, So yeah, some like weird like talents here and there. Like I grew up playing the cello, um, a lot of strings instruments. So like in that sense, like I guess I'm quote unquote, gifted. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, there's like a lot of like little things like here and there that I was able to learn through school. I just took like a lot of interest in the arts. Um, and so naturally like those talents, I guess, developed through those hobbies, I guess. (laughs) Um, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? Okay, I can't even answer this question yet because I feel like I need to see the world first before I can actually choose a destination, which is why, circling back to question one, where are you from? Like, this is why in the last 26 years, I've always just stayed in the same place because I don't know where I want to move. So, so far in my life, I've traveled to um, Cuba, the Dominican, Mexico, Miami, L.A., China, Hong Kong, New York, Niagara Falls, Buffalo, um, Bali, and Vancouver. <laughs> and I can say right now that I'm not 100% sold on any of those places yet. Maybe L.A., but I don't think I could ever be like a permanent resident there. resident there just because like the U.S. is fucked as we all know so i mean i'd rather just like stay a canadian citizen but at the same time it's like i haven't seen much of canada outside of like ontario and vancouver so i do need to explore more but i feel like there's no other like area in canada that i would genuinely be interested in traveling to but like i don't know yet because i haven't been there so we'll see but i can't answer this question right now because i feel like again i need to see more of the world first before i can make that decision Um, what was the last crazy adventure you went on? Um, I really wish it was, (laughs) what was the last crazy trip you went on? Because I would just say my shroom trip, which, yeah, I did shrooms for the first time in Bali. I haven't talked about it yet, but maybe I'll save that. I should save that for a story time because that in and of itself is just, yeah. But... Uh, I'm trying to think. Honestly, I think it was just, like, my Bali trip. Like, everything about that trip was a pretty cool and crazy adventure for me from, like, you know, swimming with turtles and like meeting all these new people, trying out new things. Um, So yeah, I would definitely say that that was probably the last crazy adventure. But again, I am going back to Bali in about two months and also going to Thailand for the first time. So hopefully I'll be able to come up with another one of these episodes just so I can fill y'all in on whether or not that was crazier or not as crazy or the same amount of crazy. (laughs) Um, Next question. Biggest deal breaker in a relationship. Okay, we're getting into the relationship questions now. Um, Honestly, I feel like this is not something that I can think of like right away on the spot because there isn't just one thing. <laughs> like, and this kind of goes back to like ics and stuff, like a deal breaker. If you smoke cigarettes, like, I'm sorry, like that, that's a deal breaker for me because like, I just, I don't like the smell. I don't like the habit and like all of the associated health concerns that come with doing it. And that's like one deal breaker of like many other ones that I have. And yes, does that mean I have high expectations? Yes, because I have dated many, many guys over the last 10 years, 11 years now. And I feel like each person that I've gotten a chance to like know, I've developed some more like like, red flags or, like, ics or deal breakers that, like, I wouldn't be able to tolerate. And as, like, I experienced each person, like, I just kept adding, like, more and more, like, I guess, qualities that I look for in a person. And that, as a result, raises my expectations for people. But, Again, like this kind of goes back to a thought that I had where it's like, you don't ever want to go into something with high expectations. So I guess what I meant to say is high standards. This is all like, I'm brewing up these thoughts in my mind right now. (laughs) It's been a long day of creating a lot of content, but yeah, high standards, low expectations. So to summarize, (laughs) I've got high standards now. Woo! and um with those standards comes quite a few deal breakers that I have in a relationship so again like the smoking cigarettes thing um if you've cheated before like in your relationship past that to me is a deal breaker because I'm the type of person that strongly believes in once a cheater always a cheater I have always believed that like ever since like I started dating back when I was like 15 or 16 and when I See or hear people cheating on their partners, I'm just like how how are you able to do that and some people are able to do it so easily that it makes me question like the morals that people have and I'm like wow like you're this type of person like you could be like still like the perfect person like in my eye check off all my boxes but like you've cheated on your partner in the past and I'm like no because like I don't know. I feel like if you're able to do it one time, and that person, whether or not you leave them or you stay with them, I feel like it's just gonna happen again the next time because they've already done it once. Whether they got away with it or not, like that's not like the point. It's just like they were capable of doing it one time. What's gonna stop them from doing it again? Um, Obviously, that all comes down to like communication and trust and whatever you have in your partner. Every situation is different, but for me personally, big deal breaker if you cheated in the past. Um, let's see what else is there. I'm just like thinking through like my head, like out of like all of like, the hundred items that I have, <laughs> but it's so hard. I feel like when people ask you these questions, like on the spot, it's kind of hard to think about. Um, I'm going to give you guys like one more. Hmm. I'm trying to think of something that's maybe specific to me. Because I know there are also a lot of other like common ones as well. I guess another deal breaker is someone who is always distracted by their phone. Um, and spends like way too much time on social media. So by being on your phone is being on social media. It's kind of a deal breaker for me, which is a little bit like ironic in a way because I do social media. So I am spending a lot of time on my phone. But when I, when I realize that like I'm with another person or hanging out with another person, like I like am barely on my phone. Like I respect the time that like we have like one-on-one or quality time, unless there's like some emergency or some message that I have to get out, some deliverable, some email, then like I get it done quickly and then I put my phone away. Similarly, if I'm out with someone and I want to get some content, like I'm never the type of person to like just make somebody wait like an hour or so for like all like the food and the stuff to like come out just so they can like take a picture. I'm just like, okay, like let's just like get the shot when the food is here and like quickly consume. Well, not quickly consume, but like quickly get your shit done. And then, like, enjoy the night because I don't ever want to feel like I'm, like, burdening someone or, um, like, being inconsiderate of, like, their time and their presence. I hate being the type of person to make someone wait because I myself am very, very impatient. Um, So, yeah, just I would want a partner who's not always, like, constantly, like, on their phone or, like, on their phone when we're together and just not being present, Um. And spending quality time with me is definitely a deal breaker. There's probably a bunch more. Yeah, no, not even probably. There's 100% a bunch more deal breakers that I have, but I feel like that could be in an episode of its own and I need some more time to think and brainstorm about it. Um, Otherwise, I'm gonna get sidetracked. So we're gonna jump into the next question of what would my idea of a perfect date be? I love this question because I feel like every single time I answer it the same way, it's like consistent because like this is literally like, what I view to be a perfect date so like not counting like the person at all in terms of like the activities or the timeline or the things that we do I love 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 dates that always have like a two-parter, like a food and a drink session where you can like sit down, be more intimate, like get to know each other, have a conversation. And then I like the other half to be more of like an interactive like activity where you can see like the more like fun side of the other person, if they're competitive, like those are my most ideal dates. So yeah, it could be like dinner, lunch, um, or drinks. And then like an activity like, um, um, like an arcade or like a trampoline park or something like fun activity, like mini golf, bowling, just, yeah. I love to see like how competitive someone can be and if they're fun and if like I can like bully and tease them a little bit, you know? (laughs) So definitely that would be my perfect date. Um, what would you do if tomorrow was your last day on earth? I don't like these questions because I feel like I analyze it like way too deeply into detail. So I'm going to try to not answer it that deep because it ain't that deep. <laughs> but if tomorrow was the last day for me on earth, I would want like a big, a big like celebration or like a big activity with like all the people I love in one room and just like having a great time, like dancing, drinking, eating, and just like being happy around all the people that like you love and you know, they love you as well. Because I know that my, the one day of the year that I'm most excited about is usually my birthday because when I'm able to throw a party and people are able to all come through, it's like, um, grouping together all my favorite people from all different walks of my life in one room to celebrate me. (laughs) I know it sounds a little bit like, oh damn, she's a little cocky or whatever, but like, come on, the birthdays, birthdays in general are about you, right? Like that's like the one day of the year where you can really be selfish and have all the attention on you. And I just love like feeling loved right so i feel like yeah if tomorrow's my last day on earth like i want to have like a big party with like all my friends everyone that i love preferably somewhere warm and sunny because i hate canadian winters and i hate when it's like raining gross and moody and (laughs) and now we're gonna do a little quickie segue um this question was really nice it's what are you most proud of I feel like there are a lot of things in my life that I'm, like, very, very proud of, and it's all relative, like, to different stages in my life. Like, I would say one of my proudest moments is obviously graduating university um, with honors, right? Like, I again, like going back to elementary school and when I was talking about like secret talents and stuff, like I was not a smart kid for the bulk of elementary school. And it was only until I transitioned into middle school and forward that I became like a super nerd. And I would get on the honor roll which is surpassing like a certain grade i believe like in middle school it was like over 80 percent average and then in high school i think it was like a little higher 85 or 90 i don't know but i uh Yeah, I graduated every year of like middle school, high school and university, like on honor roll and then to graduate university with like my um, degree, my Bachelor of Commerce degree, majoring in human resources and minoring in professional communications with that honor. Like it was like published like on their website. So it's like forever like in the interwebs and it's just such a nice accomplishment to have. And that was truly one of my biggest like educational goals. Um, I'm also very proud of myself for being able to um, get employment even before I graduated school. Like I had successfully completed two summer internships um, at a bank um, and then I was able to secure a full-time job even like before I graduated university. I wasn't even done my final exams yet and I was already starting a full-time job which was incredibly amazing for me. And after that, I was able to jump into um, two other roles as well to really explore like recruitment and HR to which, you know, I found that maybe it's not like the right thing for me, but I'm so proud of myself for having like such a like large chunk of my life, like already dedicated to like what I was studying in school. And now I have like the rest of my life to figure out like everything else that I want to do. Um, and then also recently, what I'm most proud of is making that decision to leave my job My nine to five job, working in HR, working in corporate, um, and agency. When I realized that like this wasn't for me anymore, it wasn't making me happy, and I took one of the biggest risks of my life, (laughs) quitting this job with no like real legitimate like backup plan, like no um secure um stream of income, which I think that actually may be a surprise to most people because yeah, I'm doing content, but like if I'm being completely candid and honest, as most people know, the income that you get from creating content is not consistent. You have to be consistent enough to be able to have those consistent clients and consistent paychecks, et cetera. But well, we can save that whole conversation for another topic. But this leads into the next question of what did you do before your nine to five, before my nine to five, before my nine to five, wait a minute. <laughs> I actually got this question quite a few times before my nine to five job. I was in school and that's exactly how the question was phrased. What did you do before your nine to five job? Before my nine to five job, I was, yeah, like I mentioned, still in university <laughs> um, and I was working in HR as recruitment. So I think they're trying to ask what I was doing in my nine to five job. I hope that's, I'm interpreting it right. Again, y'all, I literally have like pff, one half of a brain cell left. I'm losing my marbles, but I'm pretty sure I'm interpreting that question right. <laughs> um, all right, next question is, what pushed you to pursue content full time? Again, I feel like I've touched on this um, just a f- few minutes ago, as well as in some previous episodes. The main factor is that I have always been passionate about creating content i started it out for fun just posting like my outfits of the day and stuff on my instagram like way back in like the early like not the early like 20 2010 or 2011 that's like when or maybe it was 2014 i don't know when instagram was really starting out like i would always get my sister to take pictures of my outfits when we'd go out on the weekends for sunday dim sum or saturday adventures with the family and um I realized like four, five, six years later that I could actually make money from this, collaborate with other people and actually turn this into a job. And so that's when I took it a little bit more seriously, uh, which was around 2018, where I was joining these creator platforms where um, they would connect you with a brand and you would create deliverables for them, upload it. And then, yeah, so it was like a product or service in exchange for content. So I did that for about like a couple of months or a year or so. details shmeetails. And fast forward into quarantine COVID year. That's like the latter half of that year. I took it so seriously and I was so successful. I remember growing from like 8,000 to 16,000 in the span of like two months. It was crazy growth. Like I think that's when like all of us... um, really started focusing more time on the content creation space and the community of girls um, and guys, predominantly females, the female Asians. Um, We were all growing together and it was amazing just seeing like which profiles like or which creators really took off and like which ones didn't and like what made them grow, what content that they did that really separated them from others. And looking back at it now, I'm like, that was literally the blueprint (laughs) and everything from like when I was younger, everything that I was like passionate about, interested in, like all the crafty stuff that I was mentioning earlier on the episode, the creativity and all that, like that is in my nature. So I feel like I already knew this about me. Like I was not meant for an office job. I was not meant to be behind the scenes. Like my personality is a little too big for that. And that's not to say that I'm like the loudest one in the room. Like, yeah, I get shy and I get social anxiety. But like, if you really get to know me, like my personality is kind of like, you would know that I don't belong in like an office cubicle. And so what really pushed me again, touched on this in a previous episode was my trip to Bali and like meeting all these digital nomads and entrepreneurs and like seeing all these like growth stories from people like on my Instagram and my community and on TikTok. And I'm just so inspired. And I was like, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to be. And that's something that I have always thought about. So what was never really a surprise It's just the final straw in pushing me towards that is coming back from Bali and feeling so like motivated, refreshed and just like, I didn't really want to go back to my job because it just felt like I was going like 10 steps backwards and I wanted to explore something new. And I felt like now was the perfect time because I'm young. Um, This is the best time for me to really penetrate into the um, industry of content creation, like the digital world and all these um, jobs that are going to be spiking in 2023 is digital marketing type jobs. Like we're moving into a space where everything is going to be online soon soon enough like we'll be able to do everything online so it's time now for me to maximize learn more skills build content share it with other people see what works see what doesn't And i feel like now is the perfect time i can travel i can meet more people i can work remotely and yeah i was just so excited to take that leap finally and um yeah i just said fuck it and i did it <laughs> And um, I really like this next question. It's how are you mentally while going through this transition? So for those of you who don't know, if you're just tuning in to this episode for the first time or this is your first episode or your newbie, hey, hi, hello, first of all, welcome. <laughs> welcome to the party. Um, but I have had a really big... Um, journey with mental health. Um a couple episodes back I actually did an episode on my mental health journey. If you want to check it out, I highly recommend it just because you'll be able to hear my story, uh which does get pretty deep and emotional cuz I don't really want to we don't we don't want to unravel that again today. I mean, it's not a problem for me, but like this is not the episode for it. So, I go into more of a deep dive in that episode, so definitely check it out if you're interested to uh, interested in knowing. But um Definitely mentally going through this has been a lot of ups and downs and I'm currently going through um, one of the, the, the lower points of this whole experience because even though it's only January, it's only been like technically a month technically three weeks because I was off on vacation. I was creating content that week, but I don't really count. It's just like a vacation when I went to LA, but it was technically three like working weeks of me being a full-time content creator. And I've already put so much pressure on myself that I feel like I'm already burnt out. And my friend, Michael, he phrased it in the most perfect way um, exactly how I'm feeling right now. And it was just so refreshing, like hearing someone else, like understand, um, you know, what you're going through because he also um, uh, is unemployed right now as well. I mean, I don't know if he wanted me to throw one of the balls like that, but um, I did just tell him how I was feeling. This is what he said. And I felt like it just, it was really nice to hear. So he started off by saying, you're one month into this choice. This was never going to be easy. Take some time to take in the fact you get to relax. Don't always got to go 100% into every day. And, And this next part, I feel like is exactly what I'm going through right now. If you're just constantly thinking about what post or thing to do next, you'll burn yourself out before you get a chance. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's literally what it is." Like for the last like couple of weeks, my brain has not stopped thinking. I'm always thinking. I can't even sleep at night because there's always just so many ideas and things that are popping into my head, which is not a bad thing. But in a way, it's very stressful and I feel burnt out because there are so many things that I want to do and I feel like I can't accomplish them in the timeline that I've given myself. Because there is also a really big expectation of me like getting results quick and I know content creation all of this this is the long game like this isn't something where like you wake up you post a TikTok video boom you're viral it doesn't work like that maybe you'll get lucky and that happens to you but it's all about consistency and building your brand and I was just so caught up in like having all these ideas and then creating expectations for, for myself and then when I wasn't fulfilling them. I would get so upset and unmotivated that I would fall into a slump for a couple of days and then I wouldn't feel motivated to shoot something or do something again until like a couple days later. So there are just so many days where I'm like lazy and having a lag and I was putting so much pressure on myself to be productive every single day when sometimes like you just need a break right? Like when you're working on a regular schmegular like nine to five job, like you get breaks, you get time off, you get personal days, you get sick days. And I was just so hung up on making sure that like I was doing something every single day. So that I felt like I was accomplishing something because I had made this decision, taken this risk to quit my job. And now that I need to use like the nine to five time to work and make content and i was just driving myself insane and i feel like i'm slow like i'm slowly still feeling that right now it comes and goes but after like talking about it with a couple of people i'm just thinking about like the amount of pressure that i'm putting on myself i'm like literally it's just january like we're like one month into doing this and i'm already putting so much pressure on myself that i need to just relax and take things at my own pace because no one said this transition was going to be easy and I feel like I'm just trying to go like boom 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 like get shit done and that's not how it should be because then like you miss out on little details and like you know like I, I feel like I'm just stressing myself out right now talking about it but it's fine it's fine so mentally definitely it's, it's going up and down like a roller coaster, like as I expected it to be. I have networked and talked to a couple of other people who also quit their full-time job to pursue content. And they told me the first couple of months were so hard for them to transition into because it was just so different. Like they also felt like burnt out and like a lot of like pressure to always accomplish something every single day. So it's nice knowing that other people have been through like exactly what I'm going through right now and come out on top being so successful after like their fourth month, fifth month, whatever. Success looks different to everyone. Like I'm not going to focus on someone else's timeline and compare myself to them. But at the same time, it's very reassuring knowing that people who have been in my place have come out on top like after giving it some time. So definitely um, there are some days that are harder than others, but I feel like it's just so important to remember not to put way too much pressure on yourself. Like at the end of the day, like this started out as a passion. As long as you continue to love what you do at a good pace, like it won't feel like a job. And I don't want this to feel like a job. Like I want it to be exactly how I felt about it in the beginning, which was just doing this for fun. And then if I end up, you know, making friends out of it, making a profit, like whatever, then like great. But because it is a full-time job for me now that pressure obviously is still there so it's just a mindset thing and being able to just like sit down with myself like um, brainstorm all the things that I need to do get organized have those days where I can reset and um, just get back into it but if there's anyone else that is kind of in the same place as me right now like just newly quit their job or it's just hitting that slump again where you don't feel motivated you don't feel energized you're feeling kind of low with your content it's not getting good engagement maybe you just need to step back take a break refresh and um, do some of the things that make you happy make you excited that inspire you and come back at it when you're ready Um, I guess that's like the best piece of advice that I can give like to someone else. And that's the advice that I follow myself. So there's that. Um, what will set you apart from all other content creators? Obviously lifestyle, fashion, it's an industry, it's an area, it's a niche that is very saturated right now. You see a lot of people doing the same type of content. And I'll tell you right now, I'm drifting away from static posts, which is like the, just like an Instagram photo or a carousel of just photo images, static images, because if y'all know the 2023 trends, and even this was like in 2022 as well, like photos are dying. It's all about the videos, the reels, the TikToks, the YouTube shorts, like anything that is like short shows personality and um, gets people hooked in like a short amount of like seconds it's more interactive it's more engaging you get to see a lot more of a person their personality what they're like how they speak and that's definitely something that um i will be exploring more and i have been exploring more um so far this year i do want to um show people that like, I have a personality, like I have a sense of humor, like I'm a little bit quirky and weird. And I think being super candid and not caring how other people are going to think or react to my videos or how weird I look or some of the things that I say are weird, like I feel like I'm just going to not listen to the haters and like the noise of all that. And just kind of like be authentic and express myself in whatever way that I like, want to, that feels comfortable with me, that feels good. And I feel like there's a lot of content creators that are just so, like, by the books. They have to be perfect. They have to have this like it girl, like image and like have every photo, like perfectly edited, perfectly curated with like the perfect caption. And I'm just like, I want to post just like a funny, quick 15 second clip of me, like doing an impression or something. So I definitely feel like my content will be different in a way where it's like, I'm going to show the quirky side of me, like my personality and do some more talking videos and share some more personal stories and make it so that I'm actually personally connecting with my audience and like talking to you and like engaging with you as opposed to you just staring at like a stale photo of me. It's not to say that I'm not going to be posting pictures anymore. It's just I won't be doing as much of it. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> and this last question, um, thus far, what one experience as a content creator stands out? Such a risk taker. Love it. Um, thank you. One experience that stands out to me, honestly, I feel like there are a couple of experiences and I feel like LA, like my experience going to LA was actually insane. And I know there's a lot of people who say, oh, like once you, once you go to LA, like one time you're going to want to move there, like all content creators end up moving there. Like that's like the land of influencers, yada, 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 whatever. And again, like I've already mentioned this (laughs) Um, previously is that I don't think I would ever permanently move to Los Angeles but I think I will be visiting a lot because what I loved so much from what I experienced in my first trip to LA um, which was just last week was meeting all the content creators that I've been like internet friends with for like the last like year and it was amazing like finally like seeing the person like in real life having a real conversation with them it wasn't just like us commenting on each other's pictures or each other's like looks and stuff it was us having a real conversation about life about our struggles like bouncing off ideas off of each other and the energy was just so great that i was like oh like yes there's content creators in toronto but like they don't have that same type of like grind energy or maybe it's the people that i'm meeting or the people that i'm not meeting but I just loved the network of people that I met out there in LA and the group of friends that I have out there. Like we spent one day creating content and it was so much fun. Like we had a photo shoot and it was for a bikini line, which like naturally for me, it's like, I haven't done any shoots like that. So I would have to be very, very comfortable and like know the photographer, which I did shout out Ryan. Um, and it was so much fun. And at the end of that, I remember asking him, I was like, are your photo shoots always this fun? And he's like, yeah, like they're always this great. Like I try to um, match people up who have like the same vibes, who are all like outgoing, same personalities, whatever. And I'm like, you're like great at doing this, like a perfect matchmaker. Like I ended up meeting like two other girls who actually also worked within HR, um, which was really nice because like we actually ended up having like quite a lot like in common, like working in HR nine to five and then also doing content on the side. Obviously, like I quit my job, but like at one time, like I was juggling both like them as well. And so that whole experience of like meeting people, like meeting like-minded people who are so about like the grind, who are so passionate about creating content was so motivating for me. And again, like when I came back, I was like, wow, like they've given me like so many ideas um, and so much like inspiration to like really kill it. And so I feel like that experience, like putting yourself out there, um, networking and, you know, building content with friends, like all of that as like a whole experience in and of itself stood Stands out to me like the most out of like all of this is yeah, the connecting piece. Because when you think about it, like a lot of content creators are usually just like at home by themselves with their camera, with their mic, whatever, filming content solo, alone in their room with their camera, with their phone. Like it's just that person. Sometimes they're doing collabs, sometimes they're filming content with other people, but most of the time, and this is how OG YouTubers started, they would just be sitting in their room by themselves filming like a haul or like just like a video and then you go out to like these events and you're wondering why they're so shy or like they're socially anxious and it's because like a lot of these people don't really like start out going out like much and like network and like doing all these things obviously with COVID that kind of stopped us as well but like I'm talking like early 2000s like this wasn't a thing now we have like um brand trips, we have um, like influencer events, like PR events, like collabs and stuff. And then just having a group of people who are all here for the same purpose, for having the same interests and passions, it's like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I feel this is also applicable to someone like in the corporate environment where like your marketing team is brainstorming new ideas and it's just like so like, wow, like bouncing ideas off of each other. Everyone is just so engaged. Everyone's so happy. Like we're all here for the same goal. We're all chasing after the same dream. And... That like energy is just so positive. It's so inviting and it's so nice. So I love that. And I wish, you know, I could get connected with more people out here in Toronto to experience that. Um, and I guess maybe it's up to me to start that community because I know there are a couple of groups already formed. Not to say that it's clicky or anything. I'm sure there's like clicks, like even in LA, like that group that I was part of could have been like a click as well. I don't know. I haven't met a lot of the other people part of that group yet, but Yeah. i'm just trying to think of like anything else but honestly like that's the most fresh experience that i've had which was last week but um Yeah, that's all the questions that I have for this first Q&A that I'm doing on the pod. Um, If you guys are interested or if you liked these types of videos where I can kind of jump from like topic to topic, um, I can do another one of these. If you want me to do more of like a specific Q&A on like relationships, on dating, on cheating, on traveling, on friendships, whatever, let me know because I would love... To do another one of these episodes because it's just fun, and I feel like you guys can get to know me a little bit better this way and learn some new stuff that you didn't know before. And it also gives me a chance to kind of just like ramble and like talk <laughs> to myself. Yeah, well, thanks again so much for tuning into another episode of Breaking Bell. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. And I will hope to see you in the next one. (laughs) All right, bye.